Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. In my lifetime, I've been subject to a barrage of new words, some of which I remember, some of which I don't seem to have the mathematical or scientific turn of mind to comprehend. Spy satellites, controlled hydrogen fusion, high-altitude infrared photography, listening posts, secret. Ah, secrets. Now there's a word I do understand. And as it happens, it's the key to today's tale which concerns the greatest secret of the age. The age being the year 3000. Jonathan Miranda, welcome to Little Texas in the Sky. Governor Houston, it's good to see you. Well, for an 18-month trip through space, you two look pretty darn good. And uh, don't call me Governor. I'm Sam to my friends. So uh, what brings you up here to Planet Zeus? Haven't you heard what's going on on Earth? Well, I hear lots of things, but nobody told me why America is sending its top biochemist way out here to the end of the planet cluster. Sam, we're starving to death. The whole world is going to die of hunger. Our mystery drama, Power of Zeus, written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agger Jr., stars Russell Horton and Patricia Elliott. I'll be back shortly with Act One. So we look ahead. Imagine what life would be like tomorrow. Has man prevailed, or like the atom, has he split this earth? Guessing destiny is a game we all play. For the next hour, Mystery Theater will grant us second sight into the 30th century, the year 3000. Uh, would Jonathan feel like some coffee? No, thanks, Miranda. Uh, you can come into the laboratory. The machines are off, just checking laser coherence. How's the experiment going? It's not. Oh, I still haven't come up with an answer. And we're not going to. It just isn't within the realm of possibility. Never. Well, I wouldn't say never, but not now. Not in the year 3000. What do the others say? The group, the scientists? Mm. Moscow, Paris, Rome, London. Have they made any progress? I talked to Chertoff this morning. The ground in Paris yesterday, no dice. Dame Oswald said she'd call me at 16.5 uh, from London. Ah, that will be Dame Oswald now. Troy? Uh, Jonathan? Ah, Dame Oswald. Any developments? I'd rather not say, old chap. Uh-huh. Pie in the sky. You've hit it. Call you back. She doesn't want to talk, does she? No, not on the open line where anyone might overhear. Um, punch up the scrambler, honey. Have you moved it? It's on the board below the laser activator. I guess we can thank our lucky stars that we scientists are permitted some privileges. You mean the communication scrambler? It's warming up. Yes, Jonathan. <laughs> what I really mean is, since the world is divided into two major powers, there's no such thing as privacy for the ordinary individual. Yeah. People brought it upon themselves. It was inevitable we'd end up with just two major councils, the Asiatics and the Anglos. You, uh, punched up the right scramble key for London? XLX. It's going through. I hope I've got the London scramble right. The president keeps changing the code key. 
That you? Dame Oswald? Good connection. Good. I'll, uh, I'll give you my news first. I've come up with nothing. How about you, Oz? My dear Jonathan, if a formula for shutting out those rays existed, either you or I would have found it. There's no way of sewing up great holes in the stratosphere. We're in for it. Mm. The next step is, how do you prevent a world panic? Keep our failure to ourselves. Our Prime Minister is going before the people on the home screens at optimum time tonight. And that means all the local leaders, Moscow, Peking, Paris, and so on, will be doing the same. And we'll be getting it from Washington on the inner circuit. Well, I'll uh, talk to you next week, Oz. Good. What a time we live in. Oh, couldn't be worse. What's left of it? Ta-ta. I'm almost afraid to ask what she meant. Exactly what she said, Miranda. The formula doesn't exist on this planet. So there is no saving us? Not that I can see. I can't imagine where we'll go from here. There's nowhere to go. Tragedy is we were all warned 11 centuries ago in the 1970s. I wouldn't like to be in the president's shoes right now. Does he know? If there'd been any breakthrough, he'd have been the first to know. This is about as close to catastrophe we've ever come. Mm, closer. We survived the atomic war of the year 2050, the great moon floods of 2700. Oh, and don't forget the sound bomb in 2875. And all that messing up of the human genes to improve the races 200 years ago. So, all we've got left for this, the year 3000, is total annihilation. I don't see what the president or anyone can do. Oh, there goes the inner circuit. Uh, let's sit down and close our eyes. Fellow Americans, I speak to you at a time of the gravest crisis in world history. Not only devastation of our 288 states on the American mainland and abroad, but for all of civilization. This is not a moment to level blame, although generations before us were warned that pressure gases could and would pierce the ozone layer. That is why we are on the edge of death. Jonathan, what, we what is it? A message for you from the Exploratory Center. I'm listening to the president. Tell them I'll call back. I told them that. I think you'd better go pick up their voice scan. I'll keep listening to the president. They said that it was a priority one. I'd better then. And I got big news for us, Miranda. Hold it, the president hasn't finished. I have asked Congress to grant this office unlimited powers to authorize space explorations in order to discover an Earth compatible with the growing needs of the Earth's 10 billion population. Rest assured, this country will do all it can in the next 20 years to keep the world from starving to death. glad he told it as it is. Now, let me tell you what the Exploratory Center phoned about. We're going up, you and I, Miranda. Science is again vaulting into space to find places for wheat fields, corn fields, hay fields. That's just for starters. Just us Americans? Well, they'll all be doing it. 
When it comes to survival, it doesn't matter if you're an astronaut or a cosmonaut. We're sending a team to a far planet to start experiments. And you and I are elected to head it up. <sighs> General Hale said, Troy, I want you and your wife to pack a bag. In a week, you're going to lift off for Zeus. Good luck. Zeus? That's a lot of time cycles away. Mm, 18 months. Well, isn't that where Sam Houston's governor of the colony? You're right. The old Texas tornado himself. Governor? Sam? It's Jonathan Troy. What's he listening to? Sounds like a Russian transmission. Say, Sam... It's Jonathan and Miranda Troy. We've arrived from Earth. Miranda, he's concentrating on that Russian transmission. Now, he'll turn around in a minute. After traveling half a million feet per second for 18 months and four moon rises, he's not even turning around. <laughs> I don't need this from any governor. Jonathan! Miranda, say, where are you going, huh? Hey, welcome to Little Texas in the Sky. Hello, Sam. Well, it's good to see you. You don't look a day over 100. Governor Houston, we're a lot older than that. Now, you don't have to call me governor. I'm still Sam to my friends. I didn't get this job running Planet Zeus because I was smart. You know, I had a lot of friends. <laughs> so what brings you here? You haven't heard, Sam? Well, I hear lots of things, Miranda, but not why America is sending its top biochemists all the way to the end of the cluster. Sam, we're starving to death. The whole world is going to die of hunger. That, uh, little old son's giving you folks trouble, huh? Yes. The direct, unattenuated rays are getting through. And the worst part is no scientist dares tell the public that getting uncontaminated food isn't the only problem. You got more, my boy? In human cell structures, Sam, the nucleic acids of cells which go to make up the genetic material absorb these short, ultraviolet rays. And mutations are going to occur. So, first you're looking for places to grow uncontaminated grains to feed Earth, huh? Changing the formula of what your soil on Zeus is made up from. And secondly, if that fails, we have to build enough bubbles on little old Zeus to transport population. Now, that's the plan, isn't it? Well, just Americans, for starters. We've got five billion people now. Yeah, well, we're not the only ones. I was just monitoring the Russians. You know, they've uh, started farming on Vulcan in a big way. Planet Vulcan? Well, that's not far. Yeah, it's not far enough. About half a million miles sunward. Our only Asiatic neighbor. Oh, they're up to the same thing. Hmm. I didn't realize they were actually farming up there. Chertoff never mentioned it. Did we tell him? Well, the Russians aren't going to have it so easy farming on Vulcan. I'd be mighty surprised if you found the right soil combination here on Zeus. Now, we've run samples here time and again. There's nothing. Our soil couldn't grow a wart. In the end, uh, we had to settle for hydroponics in our bubble cities, and we've all we could do to feed the 100,000 who live here. Sam, we've got techniques on Earth breaking down atom particles. <laughs> That's what the 30th century is all about, how to survive. And I think we've got a chance here on Zeus. Miranda and I are going to get soil samples from every inch possible. And if we start with pure elements, we just might come up with something. <laughs> Well, that's the signal. 
your living and workspace are ready. Now, all the lab equipment you brought with you has been unloaded and ready for you to set up. So uh, put on your spurs and we'll just ride over there. Spurs? Are you kidding? <laughs> I never gave mine up. I still wear them even though I haven't seen a horse in 400 years. <laughs> This is my private little go-kart. See, I fixed her up to look like... Uh, you remember those golf carts our ancestors used to ride in when they went golfing? Mm. All this land. It's got to be possible to turn this into something productive. Jonathan, my boy, just supposing you could, huh? Then what? Just tell me how you could transport enough grain and vegetables and foodstuffs, whatever, back to Earth, huh? You ever think of that? That's a secondary problem. We haven't even tackled that yet. Well, you'd better tell the president to give it some thought. Uh, we go underground here. Now, hold on to your saddles. Jonathan, hmm? did you ever read that 19th century poet Tennyson? <laughs> he had a better handle on this than you did. Sam, don't start quoting to me before we start work. Well, the uh, elevator will take the old golf cart and us folks right where we want to go. Now, what was I talking about? You said you had an idea how to transport several billion bushels of grain through space. Oh, well, well not me. Tennyson. He saw it. He said, uh, for I dipped into the future as far as the eye could see... I saw visions of the world and all the wonders that would be. Saw the heavens filled with commerce, argosies of magic sails, pilots, the purple twilight, dropping down costly bales. See, he thought we could lick the transportation problems. His future is our present. And where are we? I'd have to say, sorry, Albert Lord. We ain't nowhere near dropping those costly bales on Earth. Well, here you are, folks. Your own front door. Hey, now, it's good to see you both. Now, you get some shut-eye, and if you need anything, just switch on the inner circuit and ask for the governor's ranch. Ranch? Well, as I call it that. I try to pretend this is just a little sky piece of Texas. which countless may perish from exposure to ultraviolet rays. A world exploring the universe to find a planet free from gamma rays. A surface to make into farms. That is our story so far. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Beyond possibility that the world could be on the brink of starvation and annihilation due to death-feeling rays from the sun. Ask any scientist. Not so impossible, he said. For now, let us thrust ourselves forward in time to the third millennium while chemists, biologists, and geneticists try to produce tillable and arable land. Galactic farms to feed the planet Earth. Oh, I'm glad we brought our coffee concentrate with us. This roasted zoos bean is nothing to write home about. I sure can't get used to that hydroponic stuff. Well, how about I make some? Uh, it's the only thing that keeps me going on these long night sessions. Well, I'll be in the kitchen. Oh, if you need me to check out the inferometer on uh, table four, just call out. Mm -hmm. Is it uh, tuned to the frequency allowing the laser to oscillate? Mm, good for another hour. I'll go make the coffee. Well, good evening, folks. How are you all getting on with your farm chores? Sam, what are you doing up so late? Well, <laughs> 
Where are you? That my voice is with you, Jonathan, but my corpus is right here at the ranch. My feet up, drink at the elbow, fire in the heart. <laughs> Say, how you doing, Mr. and Mrs. Scientific Snoopers, huh? Still uh, trying to make some earth dirt? Sam, if you think I'm playing games on your darn planet, you are so wrong. What's so wrong, Jonathan? It's Sam, the Laredo Tornado. Well, now, who is that future's damsel who just walked in the laboratory with two cups? <laughs> Hello, Miranda. Uh, just keeping your husband on his toes. What's you serving tonight? A coffee on the thermo cooker. Oh, well, <clears throat> I'll leave you children. I don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> Remember, your Uncle Sam is always watching. What do you suppose he meant by that? Miranda, we are under surveillance. What? Haven't you noticed? Wherever we go, whatever we do, we're being watched. How do you know? It oscillates right here in my head. But why watch us? Does he think we're spies for the Asiatics? That's why I started these all-night tests, doing everything during the rest cycles. But Sam seems so friendly. My father used to say the tail of a dog wags friendly, but don't get caught at the biting end. <laughs> uh, ah! Scanner! Uh, 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 turn off the juice at table four. Uh, 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 Miranda... Uh, are you all right? Well, I'm under the lab table as safe as in a neutron bomb shelter. What happened? Come here. Over here. What do you see? There? That blue and red? Troy. Jonathan, Miranda. Uh, yes, 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 Sam. What is going on down there? Uh, what do you mean, Sam? Well, the indicator needles went crazy up here at the ranch. No kidding, Sam. Miranda, I told you. He told her what? Uh, uh it's uh, that old uh, thermo cooker we brought from Earth. It, it blew a gasket, shorted out. Shorted out? I had registered like a meteor colliding with space junk. Well, uh, we'll have to get another one. Uh, good night, Sam. Well, all right, you two. Now, don't stay up this late night after night. Sleep well, Samuel. <laughs> if you say so. Good night. <laughs> Jonathan, what did you make? That blue... I thought the samples I used reminded me of the asteroid material they sent us from five to 8,000 miles above Earth. You remember those space studies? Yes, the carbonaceous crumb type. Basically, yes, but not entirely. I think we've hit on something, Miranda, and it's hard to believe. Iron composite. Are you saying... Yes, I am. From now on, we'll call it composite X. I thought getting rid of Sam that easily was too good to be true. He's alerted the guards. Uh, uh, get that coffee pot over here. Uh, hurry. The guards aren't going to do anything. They could lock up the lab and everything in it. Well, here's the thermal cooker. Okay. Now, empty the rest of the coffee into the sink. They've got exactly the time it takes for the elevator to get up here and the four steel walls when they have to pass. Empty? Yes. Okay, okay. Give it here. You're dumping composite X into the coffee pot? I'm just going to look in there. Okay. Now, sit. Sip your coffee, and mind you, don't say another word about this until we're somewhere on Zeus where we can't be overheard. Uh, they're here. Steel balls opening. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, you're up late. Troy. Hey, 
Miranda. I'll be with you in a moment. Just sit down, will you? I just want to decode this transmission. Last time I was in Governor Sam's office, he was glued to the receiver. He's picking up a Russian sender. Son of Castor and Pollux. Something's up, all right. A Russian spacecraft is heading for Zeus. From Vulcan? How did you know? Mm-hmm. Educated guess. Now, they picked up that darn noise you made last night that interests them. How long before they get here? About two moon rises. You know how close Vulcan is. Now, what brings you, my dear friends, to see me this morning, huh? Sam, here's the problem. Well, don't tell me. You're giving up and you want to go back to Earth. No, not exactly. The lab is a mess. It'll take time before they can get it back in shape. We blew a wall out, so... um... We were thinking we'd use the time by taking a cart, some sample bags, and push off for the Helios crater. Jonathan, my boy, you are not going to find samples there. How can we know till we see for ourselves? Now, would I steer you wrong, huh? Would you just take my word for it? A most unscientific approach, Sam. Sure, sure, I'll, I'll get you transportation. Can't let you have my little old golf cart, but I'll order you one of our space tugs. I'll have it delivered from the spaceport, huh? Well, when do you want to go? As soon as we pack some ration capsules and get our instruments together. If anybody on Earth saw the lengths we had to go to to have an unobserved private conversation, <laughs> they'd think something very strange was happening. Something strange is happening, Miranda. Stop her right here where we're out of sight. Oh, those other craters way off there. Look how high they are. Really beautiful. Everything is different shades of red. Mm. See the three moons of Zeus? Mm, fantastic. <laughs> you know, we've been cheated living on Earth with only one moon. What's that big, bright planet way in the distance there, but... but dead ahead. Well, that's planet Vulcan. She's uh, right in line with our laboratory observation windows. Of course. I see it every night. I wonder if the Russians have made more progress than we have in finding a garden in the galaxy. Sam said they'd colonized Vulcan for a long time. Why do you suppose they're sending a spacecraft this way? Miranda, we've worked together for... How long has it been now? No. Nearly three centuries. The 27th century was just the beginning. Hmm. And we've kept renewing ourselves, amassing wisdom, keeping the health and strength of youth. I've never asked you before to keep a secret from our government. But I'm going to ask you now. You mean from the Exploratory Center or, or the President? Our greatest allegiance, even above that to America is to the Anglo Council. You want me to keep a secret from all of them? Until what I want to prove is scientifically sound. Well, I am a scientist first. Yesterday, we accidentally discovered a power that we cannot talk about. In our search for elements that combined could make a farmland out of the wasteland of Zeus, an amalgam developed. Composite X won't feed anybody, but it could Fuel any planet or council who had its secret. Fuel it for millenniums to come. Then Composite X is, is a power source. 
Uh, not a food source. More powerful than U-235 was back in those ancient dark days of the 20th century when it was first utilized in a war against the Japanese. A thousand times more powerful. And you're telling me that that's what we've got back there in our coffee pot? Yes. But it can only be activated by lasers. Composite X is a compact source of energy, simple to produce and set off. Well, you know the laser settings. We've been using them for every experiment. Jonathan, we haven't put together another bomb, have we? Why do you say that? Well, it's just that a, a, a terrible thought just crossed my mind. Somehow, I've got to take the sample we made in our lab and get myself back to Earth and demonstrate its potential. So, we go. What's to stop us? Big Sam. Why is he having us watched? All we have to say is we've decided that our experiment on Zeus is a failure and we're going home. That Asiatic Russian craft is heading this way. He's concerned about that. I don't think he'd let us get out on a routine flight for Earth just like that. Miranda, you are going to stay here on Zeus and cover for me. I see. Pretend and say that you're sick and can't see anyone. Mm, what a mind reader. Well, then, w- when do I follow you? The very next shuttle you can stow away on. I need that head start. If the Anglo Council approves our discovery, you'll be brought back in the fastest craft going. Miranda, trust me. Well, I... I hope you know what you're doing, Jonathan. Believe me, I do. It, it, it's only that... Uh, that what? If I, I didn't know you, I, Jonathan, I'd say you're acting more like a spy than a scientist. Maybe, maybe I'm a little of both. In our work, you have to penetrate the secrets of the universe, just like a spy. Well, you, you know I didn't mean that. No, 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 I trust you, Miranda. Just to give me half of one moonrise to get away. Pretend if you have to, but at any rate, keep my secret. I promise. I hope I won't be forced to break it. Less like a scientist and more like a spy. What else does the third millennium have in store? Earthlings who can prolong their lives by centuries. Death from the sun, a power source composed of elements found on a far planet that can rival any nuclear source of power known to man. How much of this is science? How much fiction? Act three will bring us so perilously close to the truth, we dare you to listen. of Jonathan Troy's ingenuity doesn't have to think very hard to devise a means of smuggling himself aboard the three-moon Earth shuttle, so-called because a pilot commander has to negotiate the three moons circling Zeus before thrusting on target. The liftoff went as scheduled. Then a thousand time cycles later, something occurred which was not scheduled. Hello, Zeus Control. Zeus Control, three-moon Earth shuttle sending... Can you read me? Hello, Zeus Control. We've got trouble at six o'clock. 
Armed Russian spacecraft coming out behind our trajectory. I got no signal from you, Zeus Control. Are you the commander of this flight? Huh. Where did you come from? No one's allowed in the cockpit. I ask you again, are you the commander? Hey, aren't you Jonathan Troy? Commander, do you see what I have in my hand? Uh, yes, yes. Well, would you mind taking your finger from the trigger? You will contact Zeus Control, Commander, and you will repeat to them what I tell you. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Hello, Zeus Control, error here, error here. Uh, hello, Zeus Control, error here, error here. Observe no Russian patrol or spacecraft whatsoever. Observe no Russian patrol or spacecraft whatsoever. Now, Commander, you will alter your flight plan as I will direct you. Yes, flight control, what are you disturbing me for? Governor Houston, something strange is going on in our three-moon space shuttle. It involves Jonathan Troy. Well, come on, spill it, Control. Three moon shuttles called in saying they were being overtaken by an armed Russian vehicle. We could hear three moon, but they couldn't hear us at control center. Then, suddenly, I hear the commander say, aren't you Jonathan Troy? Then he calls back and says the Russians' craft was all a mistake. No one's on their tail. We've been trying to raise them for confirmation. No answer. Well, uh... What is uh, Jonathan Troy doing on that flight? On our tracking screen, Three Moon has veered off course, and now there are two blips, one following the other. Punch up my screen, Control. I want to see this for myself. There. You see, Governor, where the star cluster ends? That's Vulcan. Now, here, that blip, that's the Russian Asiatic. Mm, and that little one to the left behind it there, that's ours? Three moon, yes, Governor. Now observe their direction. Well, thanks for the information. You did the right thing to come up to me. Uh, you keep me posted. Uh, uh, no, 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 wait, now don't go. I'm going to play a little poker. I'm going to show you how we bluff. <laughs> sound traffic on the inner circuit. I have a message. Hello, Experimental Lab. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Miranda. Uh, this is Sam, Governor Houston. Uh, would the two of you hike yourselves over to the ranch, Pronto? Sam, uh, this is Miranda. Uh, Jonathan isn't feeling too well. I, I think he caught some virus a few days ago when we were exploring the Helios Crater. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Miranda. Uh, well, uh, let me just talk to him. Oh, well, uh, he's asleep uh, just now, Sam, but um, I'll tell you what. I'll have him call you as soon as he wakes up. Yeah, well, I'm worried about old Jonathan. Maybe being on Zeus is a strain for him. Oh, he, he'll be all right, I'm sure. A week or so of rest, and he'll be as good as new. Mm. Well, how are they doing with the repairs to the laboratory? All right, I think. Uh, I haven't been around today. Okay, my dear. Pleasure to do business with you. I don't believe her, do you? What? I said I don't believe her husband is there. Why is she pretending? Oh, she's covering up. You know how inner circuitry works, don't you? Well, certainly anyone on Zeus closes his eyes, and when you give a message, they can see and hear you. Ah, well, I have a wrinkle no one knows about, and since I'm going to enlist your personal aid, I'll let you in on it. 
See, I can reverse the IC process and can visualize through a recipient's eyes exactly what they are seeing and throw it on that monitor screen. Hmm? You just watch. Hmm. Now, we are looking through Miranda Troy's eyes. You follow? Yes. We're moving into a kitchen. She's pouring a glass of water. Huh. Swallowing it. No, it's Miranda herself. Now, she's turning back into their living room. Now, will you see that? Mm-hmm. Straightening up the pillow. Walking around the room kind of, uh, kind of nervously, wouldn't you say? Yes. Is this the only room in their quarter, this and the kitchen? No, no, a living room where she is now, and then there's a bath and a bedroom. See where we're going? Through that door in the bedroom. Well, what do you know? The bed's made up and no one is in it. No sick Jonathan Troy visible anywhere. He couldn't be in two places at once. No, I spoke like a philosopher. Control? Get a tape copy over here of that transmission from Three Moon, then tell your deputy to keep traffic moving and advise us if there's any change in Three Moon and its escort heading for Vulcan. Well, why, my deputy, Governor, I can handle this. Because I want you for a little job no one is to know about. Now, I want Miranda Troy brought here. If I send guards, see, the word will get out. But if the flight controller pays her a visit, there's no problem. You bring her here. a trick you two played on me, and I trusted you and Jonathan. Governor, it was the only way. It was not the only way. I know what he's done. He finally found some matter highly useful to Earth, and he's stolen it. Why he had to use such desperate means to get away, it's just beyond me. Well, you're in a heap of trouble, young lady. Troy at gunpoint is hijacking that air shuttle. And you know where he's taking it? Well, I... I have no idea. Oh, that's not possible. Oh, it is. And I'll let you see for yourself so you know that I am not playing games with you, Miranda. Now, turn around and look at that screen. Uh, start her up, will you, Control? Now, that blip nearing that landmass is a Russian Asiatic craft. It was built by the Russians in a space factory on the planet Vulcan. It is armed. We know the Russians have been on Vulcan for a very long time, before we ever landed here on Zeus. They have every conceivable method of dominating the universe from that spot right there on that planet. Now, you are a scientist, Miranda, familiar with scopes and screens. How would you identify the blip following the Russian craft? Hmm? It's ours. One of our regular Earth flights. Only it is not headed for Earth. How do you explain that, Miranda? Jonathan. Jonathan, what has he done? She's fainted. Well, pick her up, Control, and take her to that soft chair over there. Now, I'm glad to observe that although a scientist, the lady is still a woman. feel now? I've never done that before in my life. Faint. 
Uh, am I under arrest? No. No, because first you are going to tell me before it's too late what Jonathan is doing. I wish I knew. Hmm. Well, you let me rope in some hunches. Your husband has discovered something he wished to hide from me. You knew? Composite X. Oh. How did you know? That space tug you drove to the crater? Well, I had it gone over. Now, there is a technique neither of you are familiar with. The sound of your voices left an imprint as identifiable as a thumbprint or a footprint. What we said? But, but we, we always check out everywhere we go. And you found no bugs because we planted none. But sound leaves its mark everywhere if you have the technique to read it. Now, as soon as we were positive that it was your husband who had hijacked the shuttle, we went over the Space Tug's instrument board right where you two sat. And then we put the words together. Now, am I right? Composite X. Tell me, what is it? Is it the substance you were sent here to find? Matter suitable for farming to feed Earth? I... I, I can't tell you. Miranda, this is extremely serious. I've got the latest word on Moon 3, Governor. Oh, well, come on ahead and spill it. Both the Russian craft and ours have landed on Vulcan. With Troy holding a gun to the commander's head, I'll bet you. Uh, yeah, plug me into the wavelength of their traffic tower, will you? Miranda, your husband has taken something from us and landed with it on Russian soil. Now, won't you tell us now what it is? Well, he, he gave me this note before he left. I, I can't even look at it now. You read it. If you never see me again, you must know I have done what I believed right. I thought he meant that if he was arrested or, or, or the ship crashed, that he did what he thought was best for us. Oh, wasn't that dumb of me? How could I have been so stupid? Because you love someone for years and years and you never doubt them, maybe... Maybe this is all some nightmare and I'll wake up. I wish it were. I have them on now, Governor. We've contact. Hello, Vulcan. Calling Commander Nash from American Anglo Shuttle Code Moon 3. This is Zeus calling. Do you read me? That you, Governor Houston? Thought I'd recognized your voice. Commander Nash here. I've been forced to land on Vulcan. I'm waiting now for the determination of my status. What happened to Jonathan Troy? They hustled him out of here when we landed. I haven't seen him since. Uh, here comes one of them. He's got Troy with him. Uh, Mr. Troy, I'm talking to Governor Sam Houston on Zeus. Do you want to say something to him? No. No, I have nothing to say. What are you scared of, Jonathan? I'd like to punch you in the nose, but you're too far away from me. Your wife, Miranda's here. Go on. Say something. You want her to think you're a coward as well as a turncoat? Miranda? Is that you? Are you there? Jonathan, what are you doing on Vulcan? You told me that you were going to see the president. I couldn't, Miranda. This is the world I believe in. I always have. But, Jonathan, for my sake, please, please come back, Jonathan. Jonathan, what kind of tricks are you trying to pull? Are you holding Commander Nash and the passengers on Moon 3 hostage? And if so, for what? That's why I came back to the Vulcan control tower. To tell the commander we're releasing him and his ship and passengers. 
is free to return to Zeus whenever he likes. Governor, didn't Washington check him out before sending him this far? How could they let a man like Troy head up this mission? It beats me. These research men live in a world of their own. Well, I'd better push his wife to the wall and find out who we are dealing with. Uh, bring her in here, Control. Yes, sir. She's not here, Governor. What are you talking about? The lounge is empty. She's gone. from this window. Do you know what that is? That is the planet Vulcan. Now, aim you a little lower. That angle. Ah, just right. Now, throw switch to full. Now, tie in F-band to track source North, northeast. Ah, perfect. Dear old planet Vulcan, you're in for a big surprise. Miranda! Miranda, open up the lab door. What are you doing in there? Laser warm up. Warm up. Keep oscillating. Miranda, we'll have to blow this door down. You don't have to do that, Sam. I'll let you in. What's going on in here? What's wrong? Not here, but on Vulcan that something's wrong. Jonathan has a sample of composite X with him. He told me it had power thousands of times more powerful than uranium. Why have you got this laser beaming northeast? Uh, Control, shut that thing off. I wouldn't go near the laser if I were you. Let it do its work. We could have had the formula for unlimited power, but he took it to them. So I have to do this. Bombard Vulcan with lasers. Governor, come to the siding window. Look! It's unbelievable. The planet Vulcan. It's blown clear out of the galaxy. other worlds. I shall return shortly. What is it the old astrologers believed? Wasn't it that the stars control the destiny of man? Space science has proved the reverse is closer to the truth. That someday man will control the destiny of stars. From that one small step, what a giant step it will be for all mankind. Our cast included Patricia Elliott, Russell Horton, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. 
Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.